Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. It's interesting. Yeah, the lore is that Porygon is a computer program, so it got upgraded and then it got a virus. Yeah, and the reason we chose it for this episode is that, much like every piece of entertainment out there these days, it's a remake of a remake. And now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Pucko Podcast! It's Pucko! Pucko! It's Pucko! Pucko! Pokemon Underground Champions League, oh yeah. Let's go! Grab your friends, it's that time again. again. Listen to the show with the phone Fuck never ends. It's Pucko. Pucko! Oh yeah. Pucko! It's your host, Drink that! Drink your co-host. Hello and welcome to episode 369 of the Puckle Podcast. I'm your host today, Professor Snag. Uh, Puckle, uh, as you all know, or maybe you don't know, stands for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, where we talk about all things Pokemon. We talk about uh, games, news, and uh, even things such as Pokemon Conquest. Welcome back if you're old, and welcome to the show if this is your first time. Glad to have you on here if you are new. And uh, today I am joined with uh, two wonderful co-hosts. Uh, we have, uh, all the way from Italy, we have the fluffiest Wimsicott. Ciao a tutti. Thank you for joining us this morning. And, uh, an early riser like myself, we have Sublime Manic. Yes. The struggle is real. Alright, thanks for, uh, joining us today, folks. Uh, so what have you been up to in Pokemon lately? Ooh, uh, I unlocked all the Pokemon characters in Smash. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I unlocked every character in Smash just this morning. Oh my gosh. I'm at like <laughs> yeah. 550. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't unlock them all this morning. I just finished like the last six or seven this morning. And you're talking about spirits, right? Not just playable characters. No, 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 no. The fighters. Oh, never mind. I was like, that is astounding. There's like 1,300. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I don't think I will ever unlock all of the spirits. Like, that's simple possible some of those fights are but this is not a smash podcast no i'll say as as a comment i think i think shamu did unlock all of them <laughs> i'm not surprised <laughs> in pokemon uh, i don't know i played some let's go and then smash came out and i'm still mourning the fact that i finally after like almost 20 years i found an actual full odds shiny and the Jigglypuff really? ran away. Oh. Oh, man. What was you guys' first legit shiny? The Rygaridos. 
Like, not that. No, like, <laughs> random, random shiny. Oh, I never found the random shiny before, like, this week. It, it was, so you're saying, like, all of them you were intending to, like, increase your odds and do better at that, at getting a shiny? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I hunted for a ton of shinies, like, the Masuda method, the Pokey Radar, and all that stuff. But I never found a full odds random one until that Jigglypuff, because I was chaining something else. So that was a full odds one. And it just, it, it ran. I, let's talk about something else or I'm going to cry. Oh. Okay. Uh, well, for, for me, mine uh, actually happened all the way back in Gen 2 on, I think, my original gold uh, playthrough. Uh, I, I had caught the Red Gyarados, so I kind of knew that like there was some different coloration. And it was just one of those afternoons where you just sit and play Pokemon for hours. And I was like, does this Rattata look different? Was there a different animation on this? And so I probably debated for like five minutes. Should I catch it? It's just a stupid Rattata. Or should I just leave it? But yeah, it was it was a shiny Rattata, so I caught it, yeah. So mine was in Gen 4, and I had always wanted a shiny before that, and it had just never happened. But I got the biggest payoff ever, because my first legit shiny was a Zelf. Whoa. Whoa wow. Didn't that happen to Scrawn as well? I don't know. Well. I, I think Scrawn got a shiny as Elf, but not, like, it wasn't his first shiny. Like, he got a random shiny as Elf in Gen 6, I think. He's gonna correct me when he hears the episode. <laughs> uh, Sublime, what have you been up to lately? The Smash, the Let's Go, but also, guess who just graduated with a master's degree? What? Congratulations! Congrats. I'm a to be a master now. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I'm sure uh, that's a lot of work, and I probably won't be looking at that for a long time for myself. But, uh, yeah, that's that's fantastic. Good job. Thank you. As for me, uh, I, uh, like Sublime, my uh, school year is wrapping up, uh, and so it's been hard to time to find time to play video games. I've played, like, maybe a half hour of Smash, maybe maybe up to an hour. Not a lot, unfortunately. But I have been trying to keep up with the Advent Pokemon. We've hit most of them so far. Uh, and it's fun, because, like, each day I get to tell Snagarina, okay, uh, today you have to go hunt out this Pokemon. So she, it's like a daily task where she runs out and she catches a Pokemon and then uploads it, uploads it and gets the Advent Pokemon, so. Wonderful. I love it. I've been doing most of them. I missed a couple. Yeah, we missed, uh, we missed the Landorus, uh, that came out earlier this week. Uh, just, it was a busy night. We'd caught the Pokemon. We just hadn't uploaded it yet. And then, uh, we just went, didn't get home in time. But I, I told her that, well, I have certain, I have a shiny Landorus and I have certain ways that. You can just exactly, make yeah. one. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, with that, uh, why don't we go ahead and cut to the news? to the news we uh, have, a, have a wide variety of news topics to talk about today um so let's go ahead and get right into it uh if you are playing super smash brothers and you have a copy of let's go pikachu and eevee the spirits for the the starter pokemon are available uh, if you have a save file on your game so you can get those uh spirits i'm not quite sure what those spirits do specifically but you can get them and add them to your collection of thousands and thousands of spirits i can tell you officially they do stuff they do stuff. Awesome. Perfect. <laughs> They're support. I think they give you stat boosts uh, after eating an item. Ah. I think that's what the Eevee does. 
in Pokemon Go news, uh, PvP is live, so if you uh, don't have a 3DS and want to battle with uh, your friends uh, with real Pokemon, you can tap your phone screen and battle with them that way. Uh, so go and check that out, and you can get some pretty sweet rewards. I saw uh, someone post that they did just a couple of battles, and they got three Sinnoh Stones from it, so that's actually kind of cool. Oh. That's a big deal. Well, they, So they did two battles. I think they won one of them and lost the other one, and so they received two for winning and one for losing. Mm-hmm. Especially because um, you can battle from any distance if you're ultra friends yes. or best friends. Which reminds me, I need to send more gifts and increase friendship bubbles. Yes, Professor's Egg is terrible at sending gifts, just because my bag is always full. I'm getting pretty bad as well. Um, by the time you listen to this, uh, this will uh, have ended. Uh, there's a Lugia and Ho-Oh raid event going on this weekend where you could go and uh, raid Lugia and Ho-Oh, and there was opportunity for them to be shiny as well. Um, but that's done now. But starting either today or really soon, um, let me verify the date on that specifically. I believe it's on the 18th, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, starting on the 18th of December, so that'll actually be uh, later this week. Tuesday. Okay. So tomorrow, uh, you uh, the holiday event for uh, Let's Pokemon Go is going to be going on. Uh, so you're going to see your favorites like Delibird there, and Pikachu's going to have a festive hat. But then there are going to be a few more things going on with it. Uh, Snover is now going to be available in the game, so you can get your Snover and your Obama Snow. And then uh, also you will now be able to find in 7-kilometer eggs Riolu, Munchlax, Smoochum, and Azrael. And Riolu and Munchlax are both new to the, uh, to the well, Munchlax is new to the game. I haven't come across a Riolu yet, so I'll start opening uh, friend gifts to get eggs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And then also, uh, from the 18th, uh, to the, to January 2nd, uh, you'll be able to get an extra incubator a day just for stopping at the, uh, at a Pokestop. So you can hopefully run through those eggs a little bit more, a little bit more quickly. That is a big deal, especially with Adventure Sync. It is, yeah, no, that, that's really awesome. Like, I made sure, uh, I think they had the same event going on two years ago, we'd get that extra incubator. I'm, like, I was at my, uh, in-laws, and I, like, there was, like, bad reception, and I had to, like, go down to a local church to get my Pokestop, but I made sure I got that Pokestop so I could have that incubator. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, the date for, uh, the next Pokemon movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, has been announced. That'll be coming, uh, to theaters July 12th, 2019 in Japan. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what this is, if it's gonna be kind of like a half-remake, half-reboot, uh, kind of like we've seen in the last two movies, or uh, what that's gonna be like. I don't know, what do you guys think about, uh, Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution? Will we get Mega Mewtwo X or Mega Mewtwo Y? Oh. Or both. That is the real question. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, maybe it could go like uh, the Curum episode and could do both at will. <laughs> oh gosh, I don't. I don't know that that's going to go over very well. We don't speak of that. If anything, I bet since Mewtwo, Mega Mewtwo Y has already had a movie, they'd probably go X. Would be my guess, but I would fit better with the movie that I remember, like Mewtwo being strong and powerful and big was yeah was a big part of the impact of that movie so but uh you'll have to wait about uh seven months to find out so um and then uh the global link uh next year in 2019 the global link is going to have a berry event which will allow you to get the berries that uh have not been released in the game yet so that uh you'll be able to get your hands on the enigma berry mickleberry custat berry jacoba berry and the roap berry I don't remember what half of those do, but I bet they're important. 
if I remember correctly, the Custap Berry uh, um, is... That one I remember. That one's actually significant for competitive because it's... It gives you priority when you go yes. below one quarter health, right? Uh, it gives you priority in, in some sense, yes. But it, it's super, super important. So, good. Awesome. And then, uh, so that's all for general Pokemon news. But for Puckle news, uh, the UUTC signups are still going on. Uh, so go ahead and check those out on our Discord. And I believe we should have a link on our website as well. Sign up for the UUTC. It is our annual OU tournament. And uh, where you get to bring a roster of 10 Pokemon and uh, bring 6 to each of your battles. Uh, signups go through the end of December. I think they end uh, January 7th. Don't quote me on that, but that sounds uh, about right. And... Uh, that is going to be the first tournament in our 2019 tournament circuit. So uh, make sure you sign up and uh, check it out. There will be prizes. Uh, and the sooner you sign up, the sooner that we can decide uh, what prizing will be available for the tournaments. And then uh, the last thing I want to mention here is if you're looking for a last-minute uh, holiday gift... Uh, for your friends or family, uh, want you to go to our T Public store and check it out. We have uh, some special discounts going on. So if you need to get a sweater or a T-shirt or uh, a sticker for your loved one who loves Pokemon, go to our T Public store. The link will be in the description. And uh, with that, is there any other news that you guys can think of? I mean, you forgot throw pillows and Thatch is crying somewhere right now, but I think he'll get over it. He's crying into his puckle throw pillow, you're right. Yep. Uh, don't forget, you can also get throw pillows as well. Awesome. Well, uh, with that, why don't we go ahead and head over to the Puckle Poke Quiz, where we'll test your co-host, Nate, Pokemon Knowledge. And welcome to the Puckle Poke Quiz, where we are going to test your co-host innate Pokemon knowledge. Uh, they, uh, Sublime and Wimscott, are competing as a team against uh, all the other players in a race to 30. And if I recall, Wimscott, you are in striking distance right now, aren't you? Uh, well, if I get seven points today, I think I win. But yes. I, I'm not <laughs> confident that we can get seven points. Yes, there are seven points available. We are going to have five questions to test their knowledge, and one of those questions uh, will include a bonus point, so a total of six points that way. And they also have a hint if I uh, throw a stump, uh, a stumper at them. And uh, but if they get all the questions right and don't use their hint, uh, then they are going to be able to uh, uh, cash that in for an extra point for a total of seven. So with that, uh, like I said, Wimscott is at 23 points right now. If she gets the perfect score without the hint, she will uh, win. And Sublime and I will uh, will roll those points over to the next uh, to the next series. So a lot on the line today. Yep, $20 credits toward any Pokemon-related yes. store because basket is basket. <laughs> To to any Pokemon related store. So now that's T Public, that's uh, a Pokemon Center, that's uh, that's uh, GameStop. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stop at those two, please. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So uh, let's go ahead and begin. All the questions today, almost all of the questions today, are in regards to remakes, which is our episode topic as well. <sighs> and so uh, I want to uh, ask you this one here first. Uh, remakes uh, are uh, often known to come with an accessory of some kind, except for one of them. Which uh, remake games did not come with an accessory? Hmm. Ah. 
Okay, so um, Hard Gold Soul Silver had the Poké Walker. Yes. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had nothing. Fire Red and Leaf Green had the wireless adapter for the then Game we Boy have Advance. It. It's Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire. Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire had nothing. And let's, and oh, let's Pikachu go had the Poké Walker. Yeah. So yeah, it's it has to be Omega, Omega Ruby, Ruby and Alpha, and Alpha Sapphire. Sapphire. And that is correct. Nicely done. Yep. Uh, Oras didn't have that. Uh, the only thing I think they had is if you uh, bought them in a two-pack, you could get 50 potions for each game. Which, ooh, 50 potions. I know, right? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so nicely done. So you guys are on the board today. Uh, uh, so let's go ahead and keep on rolling. Uh, the next one is uh, about Fire Red and Leaf Green, the first remake game that we had. And... In these games, as uh, for as you played through and you got up to the uh, lead four, you were actually limited to the only the original uh, 151 Pokemon in the Kanto decks for you to be able to use and play in there until the post game, where you could uh, have your friendship evolutions and things like that could happen. So your Golbat could evolve into a Crobat, except for Eevee. Eevee still wouldn't evolve via friendship evolution in these games. Why not? There is no time there's, there's no, no day and night no cycle clock. you have to transfer ev to ruby and sapphire and emerald where there is an actual clock in order to make it evolve into espion or umbreon and then you can trade it back yep is that your final answer wait a minute wait a minute um you can't get ev in ruby and sapphire right no, but you can transfer the one you get in far red and leaf green i think that's right then evolve it yeah there let's go with that and bring it back all right, is that your answer then? Yes. Sure. That is correct. Yes, uh, despite not, uh, it wasn't displayed in, uh, in those games, but, uh, Fire and Leaf Green did not have the day night cycle, but Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald did, so you'd have to transfer the Pokemon there and then send them back to Fire and Leaf Green, or you could have also taken the Pokemon from, uh, Coliseum, Gale of Darkness, evolved them that way, and then transferred, so. Mm-mm. But yes, Eevee would not evolve via friendship evolution in those games. Nicely done. All right, uh, moving on to the next one. In Heart Gold Soul Silver, that was a fourth generation game, so we were looking at nearly 500 Pokemon in the Pokedex. And so to help you fill out that Pokedex, uh, you would be gifted uh, starters from other regions. So my question for you is, uh, who would gift you those uh, the starters from other regions? I believe it's one of the professors. Um, it's like a gag where... You'd go into the grass and he'd be attacked again, that's and you'd Sinora's. grab a different set. Th- let me let me Sinora's. let me make one quick comment here, really quickly. This is your bonus point question as well, so there are two answers to this. Ah, what you're describing happens in Auras with you're Professor right. Birch. That is true. Um, so what was the situation in Heart Gold Soul Silver? It's been so long. I never finished the game. Like, I never beat the final... Like, I finished all of the game except for beating Red. I don't remember getting the starters from the other generations, because... Well, okay, so... I want to say that maybe Professor Oak could be one of them, because you already get your starter from Elm, so maybe Oak gives you something as well. Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like he could be one answer. And we can give two answers, right? So at this there, there are there, there are, are two, two answers, answers to this. Yes. All right. Um... See, my problem with that is that in order to get the starters for all the three sets of starters you're missing, you would need three people 
one of them might give you uh, more than one if you like do something, and then you can get another another one. I don't. Know. I feel I... like the three possibilities I can imagine it being are both professors, uh, so Elm and Oak, and then maybe the ri- uh, not the rival, but like the helpful rival, the Lyra, and I forget the male version name. Yeah, Ethan. I think his name is. Yeah, Ethan. So maybe do you want to just go with the two professors, Elm and Oak? But what about the Gen 4 starters? Like, you get those from the other games, I suppose. I'm not sure. Like, do you... If you're confident... I'm not. That was just, like, my, like... Do you wanna... Educated guess. Okay, so... I guess at this point we either give these answers... Because I want to say that Bill has something to do with it. Oh, that's a good point. Bill could be another person that might so do it. So we could, we could, like, I can, like, forsake my rush to the win to actually get more points going, because if we don't know for sure, we could get the hint. I think we should go boldly into the future and okay. not use the hint. And if we miss it, then we can try and use the hint. Okay. Because, yeah, so go big or go home. Do you want to say Oak and... Bill? Are those your final answers? Whatever, yes. Yeah, sure, why not? That is correct on one account. Uh, You're right that uh, Professor Oak does give you uh, your choice of the Canto starters. Uh, and Wimscott, you're, you're right with the idea that the Sinnoh starters would be very easily transferable from anyone who had uh, Diamond, Pearl, or Platinum. Uh, so in order to get your uh, Gen 3 starters, uh, you'd actually meet Steven Stone in Silphco. Ooh. Ah. Well, we got one. Yeah. We guessed one correctly. Yep, and the other thing to note is uh, these happened after you beat Red. It wasn't just completing the na- uh, completing the game or the national Pokedex or uh, the regional Pokedex. It was actually after you beat Red. So I could not have known. All right. At this point, you have uh, you have three three points, and you have gotten three questions correct so far. Uh, so, uh, but let's go and move on to uh, the next one. Uh, so for my next question, uh, the Pokedex grew uh, from. Uh, Ruby Sapphire to Oras, uh, because it included the additions of Pokemon families from other generations, so either evolutions or pre-evolutions. Uh, and so what I want uh, to know is I want you to name at least one of the Pokemon that was a pre-evolution that was added to the Hoenn National Pokedex. I can think of Mantike and Munchlax. I was thinking the same things, but which one of them is in the Hoenn National, like in the Hoenn regional deck. In the Oras Hoenn regional deck. It wouldn't have been in Ruby and Sapphire. He's saying, like, what did they add for Oras to it? Exactly. So was was Mantine available in Ruby and Sapphire? That is a good question. I'm just thinking, what are all of the Gen 4, like, pre-evolutions that were added? Oh! Oh! Badoo! Badoo? Good one. Because Roselia for sure is That one is for sure. Good one. We're going to say Badu. Good job, Swilai. Is, is, is that your final answer? Yes. yes. Badu is a pre-evolution. <laughs> Badu uh, is an acceptable answer for that. Nicely done, earning you a fourth point. Uh, other acceptable answers, the one that I had in mind actually was Chingling. That was Ooh. another one that was added. Mm, true. And let me just double check and see if there were other any others that were added. Oh, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I think those are the only two pre-evolutions that were that were in added. It, yeah, not the national decks, but for the regional decks. 
For the regional decks, yes, exactly. So nicely done, you got uh, your fourth point on that one. Uh, and uh, the last one is, as always, is going to be a stat t- uh, question. And so today I want to know what is the, uh, of all the ghost Pokemon, uh, and as a quick comment, uh, this uh, one does come from Ghostly Gecko in the Discord. So the question today is, what ghost Pokemon has the highest base attack stat? Oh, does anything have higher than Mega Banette? Because Mega Banette is, like, up there. How much does Mega Banette have? Because I know Marshadow is kind of insane as well. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, well, actually, I don't think Marshadow's that insane. Is it Marshadow just 125? It might be. I'm pretty sure it's just 125 with the 125 speed, which is a really good spread. Marshadow is actually deceptively not that, like, going to be outrageous because it's just like a 600 base stat spread. And Mega Evolutions, like, pump it up really, like, disproportionately. I think it would be a Mega Evolution. Okay, yes, because I know Blacephalon, like, you think of it as a special beast. It has a deceptively high attack as well. It is, but it's not out- It's, it's not, the not Mega Bonnet high. For sure. I think you're right about Mega Bonnet. I'm inclined to say Mega Bonnet. Let me, are there any ghost legendaries? Not Giratina for sure, but, uh. No. Are there any ghost legendaries that might be. Lunala is special. Which one? Lunala. Lunala's not a ghost. Yes, it is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm thinking... I thought you said Cresselia for some reason. No. I don't know why. <laughs> the moon. It's because they're both moon Pokemon. Yep. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, all right. Yeah, I think let's go with Mega Bonnet. Yeah, I trust you. Let's go with that. Is that your final answer? Yes. And that is correct. Me- correct. Mega Bonnet is the highest at 165, followed by, I'm surprised you didn't mention this, uh, Aegislash Blade Form. Oh, that's right. That that's also would have been a good choice. But hey... Mega Bonette was higher. <laughs> yep, good job, Sublime. <laughs> and then fo- followed by Dumbize and then Blacephalon and Marshadow. So, uh, nicely done, earning you five points. And uh, since you guys did not use the hint, I don't think it's going to ultimately matter. Uh, but uh, you have earned six points, which, de- which definitely does uh, shake up the leaderboard. Hmm, curses. Just short of the goal. Just appear on a different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so with that, Scott, that puts you one point out of winning. You have, now have 29 points uh, f- uh, in first place, followed by Basket in second place with 25. Sublime, you're right there. You have 24 points in third place. Um, and then followed by Scrawn in fourth, Dr. Shamu in fifth, uh, Jushiro in sixth, R. Sigma in seventh with 15 points, Gator in 8th, Maximus in ninth. I am sitting there in 10th with 7 points, and Bosevus and Viger are bringing up the rear. And uh, so with that, we will move on to the topic. We'll catch you folks on the flip-flop. Ciao! I'm the fluffiest whimsicott, and I want to tell you how you can enjoy Puckle even more and make it better at the same time. First, join our Discord server. You can hang out with us on a ton of cool people, take part in our tournaments, and get all our news right out of the gate. You can also interact and keep up with us on Twitter, on Facebook, and on our subreddit. If you love live content, we're on Twitch at least twice a week with all sorts of streams, from viewer battles to shiny hunting to PTCGO. If you want to drop a little bit of your extra cash on us in exchange for cool stuff, we have both a Patreon and a public store, so be sure to check this out. And finally, there's so much great Puckle content that we're now on two feeds. Make sure you are subscribed to both Puckle and Puckle Plus, so you don't miss out on any of our sideshows. And drop us a review while you're at it, we really appreciate your feedback. Thank you!
And on to the topic. Uh, so today uh, we're going to be talking about the remakes. Uh, I kind of wanted to do a look back and see kind of what were successful at some, uh, with some of the remakes in the past, and also talk about what is the future of remakes going to be, because I think that Let's Go is a very interesting uh, game, and I, I just I don't know what that's going to mean for the remakes in the future. So, so back in Gen 3, they kind of cut off access to Gen 1 and 2 just because of hardware limitations, and so they did the remakes with Fire Red and Leaf Green. And uh, I think those games had mixed reviews. Uh, What did you guys think about uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green? Honestly, I love Fire Red and Leaf Green. I absolutely adore them. But I do feel the terrible frustration of having your Golbot try to evolve every single time it levels up. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so frustrating when you use a Pokemon like Golbat and every single level up, it tells you, hey, it's trying to evolve, but it can't. Yeah. It's just like, especially because Gold and Silver had already come out by then. So you're like, so what's the, like, yeah, exactly. And like, and I I didn't know that. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to get me a, a, I'm going to, you know, struggle through using a Zubat and get a Golbat so I can have a Crobat in this game. How fun is that going to be? And, like, Crobat was one of the Pokemon I really enjoyed, but it's like, nope, not until you beat the Elite Four. Which is, yeah, very annoying. I think that was one of the big missteps of that game is to, and I think that's also a misstep of Let's Go, that it's not Kanto Plus, where, like I said, in the Oraz remix, you got the pre-evolutions and evolutions that were added before. Very true. Although, I feel like it doesn't bother me in Let's Go uh, Eevee and Pikachu because you have the Alolan forms. Yeah. Which do feel like an add-in um, that really mixes it up so it's not just the only original Pokemon. Yeah. Uh, right? Like, I'm using an Alolan Ninetales in Let's Go Eevee, and it's really fun to have an Ice Fairy type to change up like my experience going through Kanto for the bazillionth time in my life. As much as I adore some Alolan forms... I kind of would have preferred if they had just kept the original 151 period. No Melton, no Alolan forms, because it's not very coherent as it is. Like, I cannot evolve my Chansey, but I can have an Alolan Pokemon. I can have a Melton. That doesn't make sense to me. I can understand that other people are very much okay with it. I kind of am not. I think part of what also frustrated me with the Golbat situation in... Fire Red Leaf Green that doesn't frustrate me in Let's Go Eevee is when I evolve a Golbat or when I level up a Golbat in Leaf Green, it tells me it's trying to evolve and that irritates me. In Eevee, it doesn't do that at all. It just ignores that. Yeah. Which helps cut down on my frustration at it. Yeah. For sure. No, and like, I think one of the things about the Gen 1 remakes is I think they try to hold on to nostalgia really, really hard, at least for like the Kanto part. So that's why you don't have those. Whereas I think I think those games would have been made better if you could have Kanto Plus. You could have a few more Pokemon. You could have a few more evolutions. I think that would have been really nice. But I was surprised they didn't. I'm really surprised. It's like we already know that Zubat and Golbat have another. Like even the Let's Go. Like even the people that play Pokemon Let's Go would know that, right? Like so, who are we like protecting from it? Like I don't see the point in it. Yeah. It doesn't bother me, but I definitely think it would have been better if they were included. I mean, much like the choice of not having Golbat evolve in Farad Leaf Green, it feels extremely deliberate. And that might tell you, yeah, they probably were strapped for time as it was. 
So they were very happy that the choice from up above was let's just have 152 Pokemon in this. But I don't know. It feels deliberate and I don't entirely agree with it. I, I could, I could uh, playing devil's advocate, I could see them not doing this because of, and they could have modified this, but held item trade evolutions, so like your Sizer, your Steelix, your Rhyperior, all have to hold something to be able to evolve. Mm, that so, would be hard, because, um, yeah, I can see how that would be difficult to implement. But you could also do, just for this one game, just, they could just be a regular trade evolution like... Uh, your Alakazam, like your Machamp, stuff like that. You know what? I think it'd be ma- it would make sense if you could incorporate it just through the connection with Let's Go. Yeah, same. Right, like, oh, if you want a Steelix, you have to get your phone. Oh, you mean regular? You mean just regular? Go? Yes, regular. Let's go. So that that was uh, the one other thing I want to bring up about Fire and Leaf Green is that they also introduced uh, some post game game content in the Sevi Islands, which was not impressed. Yeah, I mean, I thought they could have done a lot more with that. I mean, really, it was just kind of a hodgepodge of islands that had uh, some Johto Pokemon strewn throughout them. What I, in fact, again, this is when I didn't like use the internet to look up everything. I could have sworn, like, if you went deep enough into the into uh, like the Seven Island, uh, you could like get Ho-Oh or Lugia. I thought that was the way that you could get those Pokemon in those games. I think those were events. They were events. I think those were events. Yeah, they they were events, or you had to get them uh, in Gen Three in the uh, Coliseum and Gale of Darkness games. So yes, completing a Gen Three Pokedex is no joke. <laughs> No. That's a struggle. I'm all about completing the uh, Pokedexes. Gen 3 was the first one that I completed. So Really? That is re- very impressive, yes. I must say. And yeah, I, I had uh, one Pokemon on my cart at a time. Even the Deoxys and Selby, they got traded to me. They were on my cart as well. So anyway, I don't know. Any comments on the Sevi Islands? Are you glad or sad that they didn't make it into Let's Go? I have no qualms about losing the Sevi Islands. I thought they were, like, fluff and not good fluff. Unlike Whimsicott, she's the good fluff. <laughs> oh, thank you, darling. I didn't mind the Sevi Islands in Red Leaf Green, but I, I'm not sad that they didn't come back for Let's Go. I'm okay with it. Yeah. I mean, the only part of me is, like, uh, the completionness in me is, like, well, it's it's it. It's part of Kanto. It's something that we had before. Why not have it again? But I suppose if you're not going to throw in like your Crobat and your Umbreon and your Espeon, you're not going to have those either. So yeah, I mean, if mm-hmm. you're talking like coherent geography, any game where you're in Kanto and you cannot go to Johto is just going to sound dumb. So so let's go ahead and transition over to Johto. Uh, then uh, we got our Heart Gold Soul Silver, which, in my opinion, are still probably the best representation of what a Pokemon game is. Those games were fantastic, I think. The graphics look stunning. I on, completely agree. Uh, they look stunning on the DS hardware. Uh, a lot better, in my opinion. One of my big qualms with Gen 5 is that the graphics didn't look great. Is how it moves. Yep. I'm aware of that opinion. <laughs> um... <laughs> But we're not going to get into we're it. We're not going to get into that today. Today's not about Gen 5. Today is about remakes. And so I think that uh, these are like the epitome of what Pokemon games are. Uh, they're fantastic. You had two regions. You could collect all the gym badges and you could see all of them. Um, it was just a really, really good way to handle a remake, I thought. Uh, thoughts or comments on that from you guys? I love Heart Gold Soul Silver. I think it is quite nearly like a perfect game. And one of the best Pokemon games, if not the best Pokemon game, for sure. I have some mixed feelings about them. Like, I think they're amazing. Absolutely amazing. But I think most people who spent, like, 
countless hours in gold and silver, maybe crystal as kids, have a bit more of an appreciation of them and can more easily overlook some of their defects. Like the horrible leveling curve, how impossible it is to grind in them. Because, yeah, they're amazing, but as far as some of the game mechanics go, they are not the most enjoyable games that Pokemon could ever have made. Although they they get pretty darn close. And it's just like the experience of playing through the game, I think it's one of the best in the series, for sure. It's when you look at the context of Pokemon outside of just playing through it, right? Yeah. That was the last game that I believe did not have... Uh, Reusable TMs, for example. Yep, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it still had some flaws, but it was still a very, very solid entry into the series. Oh, for sure. And I'm trying to think. Like, I didn't thinking back to it, I didn't remember the grind issue, but that's also probably because I played through the just regular uh, through the Elite Four game, which is like the base game, and then I probably transferred a lot of my Pokemon in, and so I like, went and beat up Red with my Blaziken and, and stuff like that. plowed through Kanto. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that, so if you're looking at them on their own, then that's really hard. But if you, have, if you do have the other games to drop in, then it gets a bit easier. I tend to play a Pokemon game in a void. Like, if I'm playing Sun, I'm going to play with Pokemon from Sun, and so on and so on. And the reason I never beat Red in SoulSilver is that I found it impossible to grind my Pokemon up to the level they needed to be as an adult. Like, yeah. an adult does not have the required time to beat Red in SoulSilver. Oh my gosh, the struggle of playing video games as you get older with grinds, it's just like, I don't have time for a grind. I'm not interested in investing that yep. for the payout. You know? You both know. We all know. We all know, yes. Um, so I think all the points that you guys made, I'd say like, uh, it, I mean, maybe on a scale of one to 10, it's like a 9.5. Yeah, it has its flaws, but it's, it, it is nearly a perfect Pokemon game. I do think maybe like I was that kid who played gold and silver as my second Pokemon game. And it was just so epic when it came out, right? It was the first Pokemon game that added more Pokemon, uh, like even to this day, I feel like the rival in gold and silver was the last great rival yep. because he wasn't nice. Like, oh, I'm so sick of super nice, kind rivals. Give me a jerk, right? And this was the last time it happened. Like, there's a lot of things going for it that definitely press all of my best nostalgia buttons. And it was brought, like, it was just updated in the best way that I think remakes can be, where they incorporate a lot of new elements and current elements with all of the greatness of the nostalgia. And I think it nailed that perfectly. Yep. And then uh, we had uh, Oras, which was the last game before Gen 7, uh, which was the remakes of uh, Ruby, Sapphire, and uh, I guess not really Emerald the whole Emerald was kind of thrown... Well, I mean, they incorluded the whole Rayquaza storyline. Yeah. Sort of. They have the Z episode, right? Or the Delta episode, which is kind of that, so... So... I'm kind of mixed on on these because just looking back and playing them, they had a lot of quality of life improvements because you had the Poconav, uh, which was a nice uh, improvement for the series overall. You did have the Delta episode. You had some really nice cutscenes uh, when you're uh, battling uh, Groudon and Kyogre, and I, th- I thought those were really interesting. But playing through these ones, I felt like yes, they recreated the games, but it didn't like have the soul. No pun intended, but I'll accept it now. It didn't have the soul of Hard Gold Soul Silver. You guys know what I'm saying? I wonder if my experience with it, I feel very similarly to you, Snag, but I think it might be because 
that's not my nostalgia game, you know? Like, I wasn't that young when I played Ruby and Sapphire, and so I don't get as excited about going back to it. And I feel like there are a lot of people who do. For my sister, Sapphire was her first Pokemon game, and she was very excited about Alpha Sapphire. But honestly, I was excited about Alpha Sapphire as well, because Gen 3 is one of my favorites. I have played Emerald... A lot of times. I don't usually replay Pokemon games that many times, but I've played Emerald several times. And honestly, my experience with Auras was amazing. I love them. I love the colors. I love the sounds. I love the Dexnav. Like, the one thing that kind of was disappointing for me in Auras was that after playing Gen 6, not being able to customize my character felt a bit off. So upsetting. Sure. But other than that, I was... I love auras. Like, I absolutely adore it. Yeah. See, for me, like, when I... So I took a break from Pokemon, and so Ruby was the game that got me back into it. Like, Ruby was, again, like, the first Pokedex that I completed. And I, I sunk so many hours in, into that cart. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. It just it feels like it fell a little bit flat from what I would expect. Now, I will say that, uh, the improvements that they made to Team Aqua and Team Magma, I think those characters were a lot more lively. I think those were really good. But it just it fell flat for me overall. Uh, and also, uh, lack of Battle Frontier. What, what do you guys think of Game Freak? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That one was... But here, have a tiny model of the Battle Frontier. Like, I feel mocked. That's just insulting. <laughs> yes. But I, I did like that uh, they started to drop hints in this game, like uh, where you find Looker washed up on the beach. Like th- That was like hinting at him coming through a wormhole, uh, which led into like the Gen 7 games and whatnot. So I thought that was uh, pretty nice. They, they did a good job tying things in uh, in those regards. And so those were kind of those are the remakes that we are uh, have most familiar. And then we we got Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee, which I still haven't had the opportunity to play, but I think I have a pretty good feel for what those games are are all about. And we've we've covered those a lot lately. So I guess my question now is going to be: What do you guys think is going to happen in regards to the uh, remakes of the future? I ask this because. Uh, we know we have our Gen 8 2019 game coming out, and I guess what's going to happen the f- in the future? Are we going to get Diamond and Pearl remakes? Are we going to get uh, Let's Go Johto shortly after this? What do you guys think uh, is in the future for remakes? Yes. <laughs> to break that down, I think we're getting all of those things. We already know we're continuing to get new games, uh, the 2019 game, for example. I think after that we will be getting a uh, more traditional game of a Diamond Pearl remake, like let's, because we we have the two lanes now, right? We have regular game and let's go game. Yep. So we have our regular games, which will have the new games as they come out, but also the old school style remakes, a la Oras and Heart Gold Soul Silver, because like a lot of people want to play those games in the main Pokemon game style, right? Or the traditional rather. And then you have the Let's Go series. I think it did well that they're going to make a follow up, don't you? Mm. Um, I, I, again, I haven't seen the movie and I haven't played the games, but I'm, uh, there are some, I hear, hear there are pretty strong hints that Johto's coming. Exactly. And so you're going to do that. But here's the thing. Every series, every game in the Let's Go series is essentially a remake, right? So they're just going to go on their own track of going through regions as remakes. And that's fine. That's good. Yeah. Love it. I guess, like, I hope you're right, at least as far as the Gen 4 remakes, because I kind of want to play through Sinnoh 
on a platform that doesn't require me to slog through the <laughs> game at that speed. Um, but I just, I'm not entirely sure because this is what you would expect from the Pokemon company. And they've pulled the rug out from under us so many times lately that I don't know what to think anymore. And also you have to consider that, yes, it would make sense for them to go one year Gen 8, one year Gen 4 Remake, one year Let's Go Johto, and then so on and so on and so on. So you have pretty much one game every year and you kind of plug the leap years with Let's Go. But that is only going to happen if all of these games sell really, really, really well. That's true. The one thing I might add to that uh, timeline, Scott, is I think uh, we'll probably see Gen 8 in 2019. I think there's a strong possibility we get Gen 4 remakes in 2020. And then 2021 is where we would get the uh, get our revisit of our Gen 8 games. We'd get our uh, our upgraded version, director cut, whatever you want to call it. I don't think that's going to happen. It might, but like, lest we forget, Gen 6 wasn't that long ago, and where's Pokemon Z? I think... So. I think what's going, what's happening is that all of these third versions slash uh, sequels, they just don't do very well. And if you don't need to plug those years and you can just use Let's Go instead to sell games, I think you're probably better off making remakes. I think the remakes sell better than the third versions. You, you're probably right about that. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I know Thatch would probably uh, look those up himself, but it'd be interesting to see what uh, what the plan is with that. And uh, also thinking about that, if they did have that year break in between from the standard version to the uh, director's cut, if you have that year break, you kind of lose the steam for that generation, kind of. Yeah. But also, I despise playing Gen 7 uh, Sun and Ultra Moon. I hated playing those back-to-back. That was actually kind of... It was so frustrating. I completely agree. Yeah. I think part of it is because it's not a sequel. It's just doing the same thing. Yeah. With slightly different changes, right? Like, I have, I don't have that problem with Black to White 2 because it's a sequel and you get to see growth from the characters that you saw the first time, right? In Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, it's not different enough. or Like, it's not continuing a story. It's just... Yeah. The same thing, slightly different. Yeah. So, Sublime, you think we're going to see both? We're going to see... I think we'll see a mixture. Uh, after, I definitely think we're going to see both tracks of remakes. Let's Go will continue doing its thing, and the main series will continue to make remakes every so often as well. Interesting. I don't know. Like I said, it, it's really hard right now to predict what they're going to do. I mean, uh, they could... I mean, maybe they could surprise us, and the next game after 2019 is going to be Let's Go Sinnoh. Let's Go Weasel and... No, 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 no. Stop. Stop. Please, no. No. So, uh, any other thoughts on remakes uh, before we wrap it up, folks? Nope. I mean, mean, we could say, oh, no, the Gen 4 remakes are never going to happen, so they are announced tomorrow, but we're not that, so it wouldn't work. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, plus they've been dropping a lot of hints in Gen 7 about Gen 4 uh, references, I'll say. There's a lot of... Gen 4 references in Gen 7. There are a lot of references to a lot of things in Gen 7. I feel like it's highly disproportionate to, like, they mentioned Sinnoh quite a lot. I don't know, I didn't notice it's that. A very mentioned, it's a very mentioned region in there, I feel like. I don't know, maybe I'm seeing things that aren't there. 
But I agree. I think uh, uh, a revisit to to Sino would be good. I think it, it's definitely due, uh, especially to so it's not so slow. Although uh, if you guys go back and play Platinum, that's supposed to cut out a lot of that slog. I, I don't remember the slog. Very I well. only played. I only played Platinum. I never played Diamond and Pearl. And actually, looking at some of the choices that were made, I sincerely hope the remake plays more like Platinum. I'm sure they. Will. Oh yeah. I'm sure they will. So, all right. Uh, anyways, uh, with that, that's our commentary on remakes. We'll we'll kind of preview our mailbag already here a little bit. Uh, for uh, this week's mailbag, I, we kind of want to know what do you think about remakes? What are your favorite re- remakes, and what do you think is on the horizon for uh, remakes? Uh, send that into pucklepodcast at gmail dot com, and we'll uh, hopefully read those on the episode next time. And uh, with that, we're going to take a break and then come back with poke of the episode. Here at Puckle, the holidays are in full swing, including our T Public store. You can go check it out and get 30% off anything from December 3rd to December 13th. We have classic t-shirts for $14, mugs for $11, notebooks for $10, stickers for $2, wall art posters, essentially, for $7.50. You can get the Puckle logo, some of the cool co-host art that Basket's been doing. You can also go ahead and pick up, I guess, a tote bag. We have that. And my personal favorite, as always, the throw pillow. The throw pillows are really soft. They're really nice. And you can get any kind of Puckle logo you want, or even that cool Starry Evie logo. We'll also put some Christmas designs up for you guys to take a look at. So, if you guys would do that, just hop out and over. It's a great way to support the show, and we'd really appreciate it. But if not, regardless, have a happy holidays from us here at Puckle. Poke of the episode. And we're back with the uh, poke of the episode. Today we have Pokedex entry number 474, Porygon Z, the virtual Pokemon. A faulty update was added to its programming. Its behavior is noticeably strange, so the experiment may have been a failure. And that's wow. how I feel about Porygon Z. <laughs> no, he's so cute. So Porygon Z is an interesting Pokemon. Uh, it is uh, has the distinct, uh, uh, I shouldn't say distinct, but it is one of two Pokemon that has uh, three stages in its evolution line, but can be at level one at that highest stage, uh, because you evolve it through trade, uh, first with the upgrade, and then uh, w- followed by the dubious disc. Uh, so that's how you can get Porygon Z to evolve, so it can be at level 1. It's interesting, yeah, the lore is that Porygon is a computer program, so it got upgraded and then it got a virus. Yeah, and the reason we chose it for this episode is that, much like every piece of entertainment out there these days, it's a remake of a remake. <laughs> it is, it is a remake of a remake, that's fantastic. So, competitively, it uh, is in the uh, UU Borderline t- tier, so... So it's been banned from UU. Yep. So uh, if you be using it in your OU team, possibility, possibly. The biggest thing going for it is that it has 135 special attack. Uh, as and adaptability. And adaptability. So if you're using those normal type uh, special attacks, uh, it's uh, it has a times 2 multiplier instead of a 1.5 multiplier. So that's huge. But the rest of its stats are kind of... Middling, it has 85 HT, HP, 80 attack, but who cares about the attack? Defense of 70, uh, special defense of 75, and its speed is okay at 90. I guess I'd probably want a little bit more out of that. So, one of the sets, though, that you could use that uh, I uh, is 
really interesting, I, I like it a lot, is uh, the Z Conversion Set. So you slap a Normalium Z on it, you give it adaptability, and you have the moves Thunderbolt, Ice Beam, Recover, and then Conversion is what you use for the Z move. What Z Conversion does is it's kind of like Komo's uh, Z attack. It doesn't do any damage, but it increases all the stats by one stage. So you do your... Z conversion, uh, and you're uh, going to your thunderbolts and your ice beams are going to be hitting that much harder with that 135 special attack. It also, I believe, uses the regular effect of conversion as well, so you would convert it into an electric type. Ah, so you get the adaptability on thunderbolt. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. So that that'd be even that'd be even better. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And uh, you run it timid, timid with a little bit dropped into defense, uh, and then as well as special attack and spe- and speed. It's a standard for two fifty two, two fifty two spread. Yep. You want all the uh, special attack and speed because it's a sweeper. Yep, exactly. And so, and you know, with that Z conversion, I mean, get a one point five boost to whatever your defense is, depending on uh, what you did. So, uh, you know, those stats are looking a lot better after that Z conversion. But yeah, you're right; it's a sweeper. Um, Still, the defenses aren't fantastic, but it, uh, but Wimscott, you said you'd seen some other sets about uh, with this. Uh, what what did you see? Yeah, it's almost the same. Like the moves are similar, and you still have normal EMZ, but what you use instead of conversion is hyper beam. So you have Z hyper beam on top of adaptability on a normal type, and it's just gonna kill anything that's not a ghost type, essentially. Yep. <laughs> or, I guess, a really specially defensive steel or rock type. But it's just so much fun. Like, if you don't wanna go the long game, you just wanna go all in, seeing Porygon Z just blast something. <laughs> It's it's just so much fun. Very nice, good. So yeah, that's uh, that's the competitive analysis. Uh, Sublime, you know better than I would. Has there been any notable uh, Porygon Z cards? There hasn't been anything of as of as of late, if I recall. There have been some interesting Porygon Z cards. Uh, I the last one that I can remember being of note is quite a way back during the last one I can think of is during Black and White. Uh, there were some interesting effects. There was during, I think it is a Plasma Pokemon, or during that era. Uh, let's see what the most current one is. The most current one would be... Uh, there's one in Burning Shadows, actually. A Burning Shadows one, yes. Let's see what that is. It has an ability, yes, and it's quite an interesting one. It has the ability Initialize, which when you play this Pokemon from your hand, to evolve one of your Pokemon during your turn, you may devolve each of your opponent's evolved Pokemon by putting the highest stage evolution card on it into the opponent's hand. It is a stage two, so for that effect, it's kind of like, is that really what you want to be investing your deck in? But that could be a powerful effect, hypothetically, because with all of the uh, GX stage twos running around, if they have just like a hair of damage on them, the pre-evolutions are going to have much lower damage. HP levels. It'd be an easy way to get a, a, a KO, I believe, but uh, the other downside of that is that their next turn, they're just going to evolve all those Pokemon again. True. Yeah, so it's not, like, a noteworthy card, but it has an effect that's interesting. Yeah, it's just that the attack on the card absolutely sucks. You wouldn't even use the attack ever. Yeah. yeah. Has Zap Cannon for 3 energy and only does 80, and you can't even use it the next turn. Yeah. It's just a lot of investment for an effect that is rather easily countered. It's a cute effect, but it's a lot of investment into a deck for the amount of space to pull this off or not a lot of payoff, generally. Mm-mm. And I like that we chose Porygon Z because since we're talking about remakes of remakes, I think this is an interesting example where the previous remake might be considered better in some ways because Porygon 2 has been a star in the VGC for a number of years in different formats. It has. Oh, yeah, gosh. 
And Porygon Z is just like, why would anyone use that in my mind? <laughs> I guess just for the novelty of Z adaptability hyperbeam. Adaptability with its special attack is very potent, especially because Porygon 2 gets to use Eviolite and has better bulk. It's in that situation similar to Dusclops. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you use Download as the ability and get a special attack boost, something is going to die to that Z-move. But then, what is Porygon going to do next turn? Yeah, and no, adaptability is consistent and reliable. Mm-mm. All right, so any other thoughts on Porygon Z? I think it's an interesting concept, and uh, I think uh, they've probably explored it as much as they can. I don't see any more like Porygon evolutions coming down the line. but So I didn't realize this until very recently, and maybe I'm not the only one, but... Maybe you guys knew this. Porygon Z is literally flipping the head upside down and the body upside down in opposite directions of Porygon 2. Oh, you're right. Ha. Does that blow your mind? (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. Interesting. So, like, someone just kind of, like, took a toy and, like, snapped its neck, and uh, now you have a Porygon Z. (laughs) Interesting. I didn't realize that either. That is kind of... Okay, that's creeping me out. Let's (laughs) cut it here, because I don't want to talk about this anymore. All right. Yeah, because that's its neck on the top. That's not a horse. (laughs) All right, and uh, with that, let's go ahead and call it here, and we will uh, go ahead and catch you folks on the mailbag. It's mail time! It's time for the mailbag! Send in your emails! And onto our mailbag section. As always, the mailbag is brought to you by Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves! There it is. All right. And today we have a few emails uh, that we're going to read for you from uh, some of our listeners. And uh, if any of them uh, meet our fancy, they will get the, and they don't have it already, they will get the Green Tauros badge. Uh, this will be one of the last few opportunities you can earn it in 2018. Next year we'll break out the 2019 variant as a role on our Discord. So let's go ahead and get into this. Uh, I'm going to take the first one here by Seb Brett. Greeting hosts of Puckle. I would like I would say take me to your leader or champion, but odds are Thatch is reading this. Your odds are wrong. Thatch is not reading this. Well, I suppose uh, odds are right, but no, you're uh, uh, Professor Snag is reading this. This is my first time writing in for the mailbag, but I've been listening for quite a while, uh, about a year now. I've loved listening to the amazing conversations that you guys have had, and my favorite moment has probably been in the Gen 8 gimmick episode where someone mentioned the uh, clue the best idea was Pokemon Fusion. No. No. God, no. We already have enough of that. (laughs) Too much of that. With our Kyrams and Necrozmas of the world. Right. In regards to last week's topic, I don't play VGC anymore as it was way too complicated for me, but I did employ my casual playthrough of Pokemon Sun version with my Litten and my Trico that I got from a friend uh, to name Knife Gecko before trading him over. Uh, I've wanted to get more into the TCG side of Pokemon, but I don't have the money to uh, get a new deck every time the Pokemon company chooses to drop a new expansion. Uh, Isn't that the truth? (laughs) I built the deck once, and that was a lot of money that I did not make use of. (laughs) But oh well, what can we do against the Nintendo overlords? Uh, what you can do is you can play TCGO. Uh, you can play that. That's where you'd actually be able to play a lot of Puckle people, and you can play it completely free. So, 
I say, Sublime, that's almost exclusively where you play, right? That is exclusively where I play, and it's a lot cheaper. There you go. Uh, lastly, I also remember Thatch talking about his Perler bead art of Gen 1 sprites and felt like it would be a good uh, chance to show up my pixel art of Mega Charizard X, Rayquaza, and my other favorites that I made with standard-sized graph paper. And he sent us some pictures. Maybe we'll uh, suggest that he, if he wants to, you can probably drop those into our general Discord if he wants to show those off to folks. Thank you for keeping my love of Pokemon going strong, Sebred. All right. Uh, so let's go ahead and Wimscott, we'll let you take the next one uh, from uh, Leather86. All right. Dear Paco Podcast, I've only started listening to your podcast, but I already love them. They're a great source of entertainment for my long drives between home and college. Oh, well, we're, we're glad to entertain you. <laughs> my question, what is your favorite Pokemon that you have ever owned? To give you an example of what I mean, I own an Espeon named Apollo that I am attempting to get every Ribbon for from Gen 6 onwards. The only Ribbons I have left are the ones in Gen 7. Apollo is easily the Pokemon I have put in the most work for, especially since I had to learn how to get a 50 win streak in the Battle Maison, and then build a team that could carry Apollo through it. The effort it took to get that team together really solidified Apollo as my favorite Pokemon I've ever owned, and I've been playing since before I was in school. Interest to hear you guys' story? Leather86. Oh, this is a good email. It is. I love that it's named Apollo, winning <laughs> yeah. points for me right there. Right. Um, yes. I have to say superior for myself. I have a superior that I have made, get like, I bred for so long to get it the right uh, hidden power. Raise it to 100 to then hyper train it afterwards. It's named after, I think it's named Lucifer after my original PTU character uh, on the YouTube. Wow. Nice. Love that one. I mean, of course it would be something Snivy related as I look at my three Snivy <laughs> plushies on the couch <laughs> of different sizes. I think for me, it would have to be, like, I am very attached to the Greninja that was my starter in Generation 6. He was my first level 100 Pokemon, but I think the prize has got to go to Soviet Thatch, because <laughs> when you hatch a 6 IV shiny Charmander and you name it after a in-joke on your <laughs> podcast... It's just gotta have your favorite Pokemon forever, right? It's the gift that keeps on giving. Uh, very nice. Uh, for me, it is probably gonna be um, the Blaziken that I brought over from Gen 3. It was, my, it was my starter in Gen 3, and I brought it all the way up from Gen 3. Uh, I, I leveled up to level 100 in Gen 3 just because I, for fun, ran through the Elite Four so many times. And I, one thing I made sure I did is I brought it to Gen 6, the Oraz games, and I gave it uh, Megastone. And then I had it go and kick uh, the Elite Four's butt again in the new generation, so. Wow. <laughs> I love that. I love that it's from, like, the original Ruby Sapphire right? cartridge. Yeah. And, and, then it, and then, yeah, I brought it to the remakes and let it kick butt there, so. Uh, that's probably the one that I uh, I would say I like the best. I also may have went in and kind of tweaked its uh, genetics to make it a little bit better of a battle order, but. <laughs> As one does. Yes. So, uh, alright, awesome. Uh, nice email, Leather86. And let's go ahead and uh, Sublime, why don't you take this last one from The Boy Guard of War? Sure. Alright. Dear Puckle, just wanted to write in to tell you that my preferred OU core is Cofagragus and Malamar. So the way it usually goes is Malamar leads, used Telekinesis, then Hypnosis, then switches to the Trick Room Setter, then Cofagragus. Once it comes out, it nasty plots up, then preferably sweeps the opponent for the win. So that's all for today. See you on the next episode. Bye bye Butterfree, the Boy Gardevoir. Sent using my Dexnav. <laughs>
Uh, that's an interesting uh, way to, to use those. I've I used Malmar in a draft league once, and uh, but it mostly sat on my bench. Um, so I and I, I've never used a Kafagrius, so I can't really comment on on that. I have one in my PTU game, but <laughs> mm, I've used Malmar in draft league as well, and I have to say this setup looks like. Too much setup. Like it's a lot of work. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the opponent is gonna let you do that too often. Telekinesis, then hypnosis, then trick room, then nasty plot. That's a lot of turns. Yeah. Yeah, and Malamar. Malamar has a times four weakness that is too easy to exploit. So to a very common move that people have on almost every team. Yeah, but you know what? So if you can make it work and have fun with it, more power to you. <laughs> All exactly. True. Very true. Malamar is a cool Pokemon too. I love Malamar. Uh, so that's the end of the mailbag. Who would we like to give the Green Tauros badge roll to? He who asks the questions. Yeah, Leather eighty six. Yeah, Leather uh, definitely generating the most uh, conversation. Uh, very good email. So uh, Leather eighty six, if you'd like to receive the Green Tauros badge roll, come join us on our Discord. The link will be in the description. And uh, come say hi, and that you uh, talk to one of the admins, and we'll get you set up with the badge. And with that, folks, we're going to uh, uh, wrap up the episode. Just as a few reminders here, if you enjoyed what we were talking about and want to continue the conversation, come join us in our Discord. Uh, you'll find someone to chat about anything Pokemon pretty much any hours of the day. We have people internationally, like Whimsicott, and other folks who just want to uh, talk about Pokemon as much as they can, so you can do that in our Discord. You'll find the link to that in our description. Uh, make sure you follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, ch- uh, follow us on YouTube and Twitch, uh, where we uh, post uh, battle videos videos and then on twitch we uh do shiro and thatch uh stream uh on a weekly basis follow us on twitter if you follow us on twitter and in our discord uh we've got to mention this in puckle news we have our puckle advent calendar going on every day uh leading up until christmas you can get a special pokemon that we have uh designated for you to get so if you want to find out how to do that follow us on twitter and uh come join us in the discord and if you have a little bit of extra money jingling around in your pay- uh, pockets you can uh support us in a couple of ways uh one way to to uh, directly support us is through Patreon, uh, where you can get uh, special uh, bonus episodes of the PTU podcast, which will be going live soon, I believe. But uh, you can get uh, several episodes uh, that are uploaded there right now, uh, and everything that you donate uh, to the podcast goes right into the podcast to make it uh, better for you folks, the listeners. And then also, if you want to get a little bit back, you can also go shop at our Tee Public store. As I said, you can get some throw pillows, some t-shirts, some stickers uh, with all the Puckle brands, as well as our PTU logos and all that, or not PTU, sorry, PDL logos and all that stuff. So uh, if you have a little bit of extra change rolling around your pockets and can support us that way, that would be fantastic. Every little bit is appreciated. And uh, so with that, that's all I got for you today, folks. I am Professor Snag, uh, filling in for Trader Thatch. I am the fluffiest whimsicott. And I'm Sublime Matter. And here in the Lavertown Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.
As always, we would like to thank our patrons here at the Puckle Podcast for making everything that we do possible. So thank you to Viger, Duly Noted, Ten Little Men, Andrea, The Fluffy Swimsicott, Dr. Shamu, Snag, Dexio, Jushiro, Rotted Mushroom, Nick, Jimmy, Ryan, Seth Vilo, Minor Manetric, Claude Nine, Kevin, R. Sigma, Doc McStuffles, Nathan, The Golden Klefki, The British Gent, Trevor, TJ, Doc Knox, Echo, Shambles, Birdkeeper Cobra, Louise, Wade, Daniel, Trey B, Jonathan, Greg, Bodtech, Alec, Mikey, Ozzy, Jedi DJ, Sparky, Nick, Dylan, Shira, Ioncaster, Orange Avenger, Michael, Thomas, Zero, Curtis, Anime Gravy, Hazelnut, Joseph Inferno, Alex, and Eric. Catch you guys on the flip-flop. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 